0: Hello, world. Thank you for worshiping with us today. I'm Marion Dalton, pastor of Bethel Harvest Church, and we're one family in many locations. Today is a day that is gonna be a word, I believe, that's gonna be transformational to you if you would just grab hold of it. You know, God, every year, gives us a word for the coming year. So at the end of 2020, in November, around that time, God gave me a word for 2021, now, it may not seem like this word is really the word for 2021 when we take into account of what's happened over recent we, recent weeks in our nation, but I can assure you God is still on the throne. If you believe that, say yes today. Amen. And so the word that God gave me is freedom. That's right. 2021 is a year of freedom. Freedom like never before in our loving, our serving, our living, our giving, and our receiving. That's right. Freedom like never before in our loving, our serving, our living, our giving, and our receiving. And if we're going to do that and live that kind of life of freedom, we can not only have a transformation occasionally in our life, we got to be daily transforming into the image and likeness of our Heavenly Father. And when I think about freedom, you know, there, there's five words or five decisions of freedom that we must make. They're actually transformational decisions. And if we'll make these five transformational decisions, not in any particular order other than the very first decision that I'll talk about today, it will be a framework for us to live a life to be a difference maker every day in every way for our Heavenly Father. That's right, that's who we are here at Bethel. We are difference makers, making a difference every day in every way for our Heavenly Father. Now as we do this, the very first decision I'm gonna talk about today, I'll talk about it and then we'll, each week we'll be releasing one to you. The first one is this, it is, I must take full responsibility for my life. That's right, I must take full responsibility for my life. Now. What does that look like from God's perspective? It means that it is taking back your power and living into your destiny. That's right, taking back your power and living into your destiny. And what transformation is about and what freedom truly is about, we don't get freedom out here by all the things we focus on in our life, our work, our habits. No, we get freedom from the inside out. And when you become a child of God, you're a child of destiny. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, what's it say when you become a child of God? Old things pass away. All, that's right, all things become new. You become a new creature in Christ. Old things pass away and all things become new. So we become a new creation in Christ. Our spirit man that was dead is now alive because it has been what? born again. That's right, born again. And as we begin to focus on that and realize that we, uh, we have been forgiven of our past, we've been released to live the life God has called us to and now faith for our future. And what does that look like, friends? That looks like the life of a difference maker. That's right, a difference maker, making a difference every day, every way for our Heavenly Father. And that's what God has called us to be here at Bethel. We believe that we have a, our mantra is what, the four B's. This is the place where you belong. This is a place where you believe. This is a place where you become. And this is a place where you build the kingdom of God. And as we look at that, it all sums up to one thing, become a difference maker for our Lord and Savior. Because the work that's going on is on the inside first. And whatever deep work we do inside brings a transformation of our DNA and our identity in Christ, and it releases it into our habits and and everyone we influence in the world, and we will never, ever be the same again. Isn't that cool? You never, every day, really every second minute and hour is brand new. So why are you living in the past? Let the past go, you know, chalk it up, be thankful for it, but man, be more focused on the future and pressing to the mark of the high prize of God. Now, as we look at these five decisions of freedom, they're, they're the framework for living a life of transformation. They're the framework for living a life of a true difference maker for God. And as we look at, it, I'm going to share one with you today, and then we'll, over the coming weeks, we'll release another one to you, because these are so in-depth and so critical. We'll really just be touching the surface of them, but it'll get you going and stir your appetite to have more of God. So the first one is this. The first Transformational decision I must make to live a life of total freedom is what? It is simply, I take full responsibility for my life. That's right, I take full responsibility for my life. Now, what does that look like, friends, from God's perspective? The way it looks from His perspective is taking back my power and living in my destiny. Taking back my power and living in my destiny. What? The destiny He created me to live in, not just to exist, but he has a pathway for every person on this planet. And when you gave yourself to Christ and you became a new creature in him, and all those old things have passed away, now your destiny is all those new things that are set before you. Now, we could look at this, this decision we have to make and see the importance and significance of it, especially when we think about what's going on in our nation today. And we got this side against that side, that side against this side. And, and it, 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 it's just such a crazy time politically and, 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 and dealing with race and the heartbreak we're seeing with that and, and the heartbreak we're seeing with our police officers and all those things. It's, it just breaks your heart every day when you turn on the news. And if you're not careful, the only transformation you'll have is from faith to fear. But why? I believe it's because everyone involved, including myself, needs to take responsibility. We need to take responsibility for how we treat our brothers and sisters, how we treat authority, how we treat those that serve us and love us. Jesus made it very simple, right? He said, seek first God, right? With all of your heart, soul, and mind. And then he said, the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't matter if your neighbor is white, black, Asian, mulatto, Hispanic. It doesn't matter if they're Uh, from Europe or they're from Africa or they're from Eastern Kentucky. We're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves, whether they're Hindus, Muslims, uh, uh, Catholic, Christians, Pentecostals, Baptists, it doesn't matter, Republican or Democrat, independent, right? It doesn't matter, progressive, right? Or conservative, it doesn't matter if we want to live a true life of freedom, we have to have this transformational decision that we must make. What is it again? It's simply, I must take full responsibility for my life, receiving and walking in the power that God gave me. In other words, I gotta take back that power because before I gave my life to Christ, the Bible says you're abiding in a state of death. And when you, say, in Romans 10, it says, when you uh, believe that Jesus rose from dead and you ask him to come into your life, To be your Lord and Savior, what happens? You become born again. My friend, what got born again about you? Your spirit, who you truly are, your true DNA, your eternal DNA that's been abiding in a state of death since you've existed, now has been reborn. And that's why greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. So if I, a king's kid, one of his chosen generation, royal priesthood, peculiar people, the word of God tells me that I am. If I don't take responsibility, who will? And taking responsibility is not judging someone else. Taking responsibility is judging myself, the word of God says, so that I will show myself approved in that day. That day when I meet my savior face to face. Man, I want him to say, Dalton, you weren't perfect. We know that, but you've been a good, faithful servant. Enter in. And when I go in, I want to look around and see hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people I influenced to be there as well. And that's what this thing is all about, guys. We're here for a vapor. We're here for a temporary time. And if you focus on the obstacles like we talked about last week, if you focus on, man, the political mess, the, the mess socially in our nation, the mess, you know, in our economy, whatever it is, in church, in religion, if you focus on all that stuff, You'll never have the passion and the energy to really have that inward transformation that you need to walk in total freedom. What? Like never before in loving, living, serving, giving, and receiving to be a difference maker that makes a difference. What? Every day in every way. Now, you're going to hear me say that a lot because I've been telling Dalton that a lot because that's the key as we make these critical decisions. Now, as I take and make this decision, what, uh, to take full responsibility and to take my power back, the power back that God gave me to walk out the destiny he put me on this planet for, we got to realize that we have an adversary, Satan going to and fro, looking for whom he may destroy. But Jesus said what in John ten ten 10, that, that Satan goes about seeking who he can steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I come to give life and to give life more abundantly. And that abundant life is not just having, you know, a, a, an abundance in our bank accounts or our retirement funds or our businesses. Abundance is, is, is being a, in a place of peace and joy and love and hope and health and spiritual vitality. That, that's what abundance is. If you have that, you can make money. If you have that, you can build and create and do, but you got to have that because the life I'm talking about begins on the inside and then it overflows to what's going on around you. And to you. So, as we look at our old adversary, the devil, what does he do? He has two lies he tries to sell us from the time we're on this planet. Two lies. The first lie is this I'm not enough. Man, I'm not enough. Maybe you face that. You know, we usually face that very early in our life when we're children. The, you know, the first seven years, the Jesuit priests say, If you give me your child for seven years, I will show you the man or woman they will become. Because there's such, we are so engaged and we learn our languages as best from before the age five. And by the age of seven, we formed our belief system. What we believe is right. Our character is formed in those first seven years. Think about the things that maybe you were teased about the size of your head or the way your face looks or your weight or something like that, your hair or something you did that was silly that your friends just don't forget in kindergarten or preschool. And before long, you know, you have those moments where you just feel like I'm not enough. And that's Satan's go. He wants you to feel like you are not enough in every area of your life. And then the second is this. He wants you to always feel like you are not enough. That's right. Satan's goal is to make you to feel like you are not enough and to make you to feel always like you are not enough. Why? Because then why do you have to take responsibility? It's not going to work out anyway. Why do I take responsibility for my life? Why do I take responsibility for my actions? I don't influence anyone. I don't make an impact on people around me. What does it matter anyway? What are you doing? You're living in the past, past hurts, past failures, or things that that have been uh, put on you and you've been carrying them around, but when I make a decision to take full responsibility for my life, and I take the power back, my power that God gave me when I became a child of God, and I begin to live out my destiny, that's when I become a difference maker. Make it a difference every day. What? In every way. Won't you say I'm free, right? Just where you're at at home, or in your office, or in your car, just shout out, I'm free, and if you do that, put yes, in the comments. So, as we think about that and we get into this very first key, and we walk into this, I am taking responsibility, the very first question of freedom, and that's a framework that we're to live by. I want you to realize that whenever we face a big decision, the key is, am I going to allow my circumstance circumstances to define my ability? Or when I'm looking at am I enough or not for a situation or a problem or a career or or whatever it might be, Satan always wants you to get to looking at the circumstances. He wants you to look at the circumstances so he can begin to wear you down. But my, my circumstances do not determine who I am. Who I am is my identity in God and in Christ. And that's my hope, faith, and glory. And what does that do? That gives me the faith and ability to change my circumstances. But the transformation happens in my life when I take personal responsibility for every area in my life. So whether you're watching right now, all of you that are watching right now, man, have you ever felt like, you know, you lost your power in elementary school, or you lost your power as a teenager in a relationship, and now you're afraid to be in relationships, or maybe your first marriage blew up, or maybe, you know, your kids don't respond to you the way you responded to your parents' Or children, you know, sons and daughters, maybe you feel like your parents don't get you. They don't understand you. And maybe they've been some of the issues in your life. Whatever that is, what we gotta do is take the responsibility to forgive, but also forget. That's right. Forgive and forget what anyone said or done to us. No longer living in the past. That's gone. We're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Let's live in the now faith to create the future God desires for you to have. It's important that you create a great future. Why? It's critical because you're the difference maker for God. He said he can't even give a drink of water in his name without you and I. He can't feed the hungry. He can't clothe, clothe the naked. He can't minister to the widows unless his difference maker step up, step out in faith, and take action. So it's our responsibility to do that. Now, as we look at this this, this first decision we must make concerning what that I must take responsibility, right? I take responsibility. I don't expect someone else to do do it for me. I wanna talk to you briefly about three critical steps that I've learned in my life that's helped me to stay in that framework of freedom. Now, there's times like you that I get out of freedom, but now I get back in it so much sooner, so quicker, because I can always go back and use these tools that God has given me. So the first critical step to be a difference maker, to live in freedom every day in every way is this. It's what I've been talking about. Simply take back your power. And as we take back our power, uh, your power is not determined, like I said, by your circumstances. You think about Jesus, for example, the most powerful person that's ever been on this planet and God himself, uh man, he looked powerless many times, right? He was challenged, he was uh laughed at, lied on we We see that uh he was misunderstood by a large majority of the people uh he tried to love and help people that tried to hurt and maybe even take his life. uh He was betrayed by his very own uh friends that he discipled and so on but and 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 you know all these events are going on in his life. He was certainly misunderstood to many to be powerless, but actually he was the greatest power that's ever been on this planet and still is. So as we get to look at that, we need to realize that he broke powerlessness off and the reason he lived beyond power, that powerless feeling like you just can't do what you're supposed to do. We see him meet that in Matthew's gospel 26, chapter 26, verse 39, when he prayed this prayer right before he was taken into custody to be crucified and he simply prayed, "My Father, if it be possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will." For Jesus to fulfill, for Jesus to fulfill God's plan, for Jesus to walk in transformational freedom as a sinless man living on this earth, he constantly had to keep himself focused on what God said about him versus what people said about him. Verse, you know, and you think about it. When Joseph was a wonderful father, I'm sure. But once Joseph makes the decision to support Mary, even though she's pregnant, not by him, but by the Holy Spirit, put the seed Jesus, the Son of God, in, her, her, in him in her, uh, we never really hear about Joseph after that. other than one time when Jesus was about 12 at the temple, remember, he and Mary went back to get him, and so on. So we really see Mary more in his life than we do. Joseph. So I don't know all the family dynamics that went on. I mean, it'd be a, be, to be a sibling of Jesus, it might be a little difficult not to be jealous, envious, or frustrated with him because he's not making the silly mistakes you are and, you know, committing these crazy little silly sins and disappointing people like you. But as we see that, Jesus still had to get off by himself. He still had to go on that mountain of prayer. He still had to fast. He he still had intimate relationships to hold one another accountable. He was constantly making a difference in people's lives around him, but that came from the transformational power living in him, not something he had to conjure up or work up when a problem arose. When the circumstances became a problem, he already had the answer in him, and he could release it out in the atmosphere to deal with those circumstances. So as we think about that and, and, uh, and we look at it, 1 John 4, 4 reminds us, because I want you to realize you have the same power, right? Reminds us that you dear, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one that's in this world. Think about that. The one that is in you, the Holy Spirit that is in you, is greater than the God of this world. So there is all the Bible, what Jesus said, all things are possible to who to them that believe. And I don't know what to believe if I never hold myself accountable. I'm not talking about being a self-punisher and cruel to yourself and living a life of legalism and laws. No, I'm talking about a relationship where you just, man, you really spend time when you get in front of God to say, show me, Lord, what I need to give to you, what I need to take responsibility. And sometimes you're taking responsibility for things you didn't even do or say in a relationship, but it's your obligation to bring healing to the matter. So you have to step up and even take on things like Jesus had to on Calvary that wasn't his fault either. Amen? Say yes if you believe that right now. The second critical step to the first question of freedom, I must take responsibility for myself, right? And that is, recognize your own potential and live into it. Recognize, identify your potential, the potential of God in you and live into it. Have you ever noticed that most powerful people like Billy Graham or Mother Teresa, that they didn't seem like they knew they were powerful. They didn't seem like they made this huge global, literally global impact and still even after they're gone and they're in heaven their, their life and character and legacy is still bringing change and healing and salvation to many. But if you ask them, they, they didn't seem like it was a big deal. They just lived that life every day. What did they do? They understood their own potential and they just lived into it. God's not asking you to be someone else. What was, what's the key? They were just themselves. God is not asking me to be, you know, some famous preacher or minister or, or whatever. God's just asking me to be Dalton. That's all. Marion Dalton. Just be Dalton. I I'm a pastor, right? A founding pastor of this house, and, and been here for we've done this for 21 years, and I was in a mega ministry before that and and had some success. So so you know, I could look on those things and say, Well, I am pastor Marion Dalton. No, I am Marion Dalton, who happens to pastor. So I am Uh, you know, a father. Well, I am Marion Dalton who happens to be a father, a spiritual father to people in my flock, but also a father to my sons. So we need to realize what our identity is and tap into that and always be sincere and intimate so God can use us. You know, one of my greatest examples was my beautiful mother. She's since gone to heaven about 11 years ago, but uh, my dad died when I was three months old and And uh, she married him after his first wife had passed. He had five children. She had four by him. I was the youngest at the time. So she raised nine of us, plus my stepfather had a child. uh, She had a child with him. So she ended up raising 10 children and was just such an amazing mom and had an eighth-grade education and uh, waitress for three different shifts and restaurants. And finally, a lady took interest that was retired and let mom buy this little restaurant. And mom became pretty successful. Who would have ever thought that she could have done what she'd done? And all of her kids have been educated and living a good life, and born again and, and so on. And God is just still allowing her legacy, legacy to resonate. But what she taught me was don't be someone else, be you. And, and be good with that you know, I need to love the Lord thy God with all my heart, soul, and mind, love my neighbors, myself. But I also need to love me. Because if I don't love me, I'm not going to take care of my health. I'm not going to be concerned with finances. I'm not going to take care of, of, of my wisdom. And, and transformation needs to take place in me to continually grow and do more and make a greater difference for God. So she taught me, just son, just be yourself. Do what you can do and let God help you with the rest. And if you just do what you can do and allow God to help you with the rest, What's that doing? I am taking responsibility. And when I, there's times I get the situations, throw my hands up, Lord, maybe I went too far with this, maybe not, but it's in your hands now because I can't do anything with it. And that's really critical that, that she simply lived out her potential. God's not asking me to live out some great man or woman of God's potential or a great father or a great, he's asking me to live out the potential he created in me and to live the destiny I was designed for. So every person, the Bible tells us every person is created with amazing potential. I love this scripture, Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. That's right. You're a masterpiece, man. God made you. You're great. You're beautiful. We are God's masterpiece. He has create, created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us along the way. Wow, that's powerful. So if I don't develop myself, if I don't take responsibility for myself, if I don't take my power back to live the destiny that God gave me to live for him and to to accomplish for him, how am I going to be a masterpiece that qualifies to do what? To do God's will along the way. You see, that's where the great stuff happened. Like with Jesus, we, we read, you know, when he feeds the 5,000 and he's on the preaching the Sermon Mount, he's in the temple, he's doing these great things. But his greatest work really happened along the way. Along the way, he delivered the, the, the demoniac. Uh, along the way, he healed the sick. Along the way, he raised the dead. Along the way, he discipled, he ingrained, he empowered his, his, his men and women. And what I want you to realize, guys, is along the way is so important. So if I don't take care of my being responsible for myself, understanding, knowing the power that God put in me and placed in me for such a time as this, then I won't be the masterpiece that's able to master my circumstances, to overcome whatever it is that the enemy throws at me. And think about it. How many lives are lying in the balance depending on what you and I do as God's masterpiece making a difference every day? Amen. So I hope I trust trust that bless you. And then let's quickly get to the third critical step. So, if I'm going to take responsibility for my freedom, right? I'm going to take responsibility so I can live a life of freedom and I'm going to take my power back to live the destiny God designed me for. The third critical step is I must become a difference maker every day and every way, right? I must become a difference maker every day in every way. And you've heard me talk a lot about difference makers because, man, that's who we are called to be. I love Acts 20, verse 24. It's an amazing verse. I want to read it to you. It says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless, everybody say unless, unless I use it for finishing the work God assigned me. Now, it'd be one thing if we had just had all this work and these responsibilities that God assigned me But it's different that when I have this work assigned to me, but it says, by the Lord Jesus. Think about that. If Jesus is giving me an assignment, then he's going to empower me to do it, right? Why would he call me to a destiny I can't fulfill? Why would he call me to be a mediocre masterpiece? No, he's going to call me to be a masterpiece because he created Dalton and designed me to reach specific people, uh, to do specific things, to overcome specific circumstances, and to help others do that as well. So it says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing what the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And that's what this thing is all about, guys. We must choose to take our power back, right? We must recognize our own potential and live into it. And we must become a difference maker every day in every way. Now, this really sets us up for something here God created us with unlimited power, right, and and changing the world kind of potential. Why to tell others about Jesus? So what I want to say for you for just a second is this: it's real simple. Is that's where I think we need to be very cautious as the church. Uh, I recently did a prayer time on Facebook Live, and earlier this week, and you can still go back and catch it. Uh, it's it's on there, but. Uh, what God really put in my, on my heart, friends, is this. He put on my heart that, yeah, we need to see our nation healed. We need to see healing in our nation. But God really dealt me and said, Dalton, if my church isn't healed, there's no one to heal the nation. And I think we, as the body of Christ, have been so fragmented and it's just open that you say, man, this seems like crazy end times. This is what's going on. It's chaos. And, you know, of course it is because the church is in chaos. It's time for us to forgive those that look different than us, vote different than us, right, have a different background, culture, likes, or dislikes. We're here to love one another just as they are, not as we think they should be. We're not here to judge anyone but ourselves so that we can show ourselves approved to God. We are here to take personal responsibility. I can't uh, treat someone according to how I discern or think they want to treat me or what they believe about me, right? Right? I've got to take personal responsibility, even if someone can't stand me, to love them anyway. Even if they've tried to hurt me, love them anyway. And and that's the key. As the church is healed, then the nation will be healed. And it's up to each one of us. The Bible says what? Humble yourselves and pray. As we humble ourselves and pray for our nation, that's where we're going to see national transformation. That's where we're going to see true deliverance and true freedom. I want to end with these two verses, and then we're going to pray John 13, verses 3 and 4, says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. And he got up from the mill, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. What's the key? Man, whenever he washed the feet of Peter and John, that's cool, right? But think about it. He washed the feet of the one he knew betrayed him, Judas. Man, what if we washed our enemies' feet? What if we washed the feet of those that, you know, we just can't believe they think that way, and they're a Christian, and they believe that way. Well, yet they're thinking the same thing about you. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong. We're both wrong if we can humble ourselves, take responsibility for our likes and dislikes, and love unconditionally, and to love them as a neighbor, as we love ourselves, right? And if we don't do that, then we will walk in chaos the rest of our life. But if you want to live in freedom, friend, above worry, above fear, above unforgiveness and anxiety, then what do we got to do? We got to take our power back to live into the destiny God designed us with. So I want to pray for you right now. I just want to pray first two prayers, those of you that are far away from Christ or have never known him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know he loves you, man. He loves you just as you are, not as you or anyone else thinks you should be. He loves you. You are unique. You are special to him. And I know sometimes we get all caught up in what will our friends think, what will family think, what people at work think, Well, what about the people at that church think. Who cares? They're not the one that determines your destiny. They're not the one that determines your eternal existence and where you're going to live forever. That's God. So all you got to do is believe that Jesus rose from the dead and pray humbly and believe it by all of your heart and then pray and ask him to come in and be your Lord and Savior. That's it. I mean, we throw the thing in there about forgive us of our sin and that's all good, but you still sin. (laughs) But the thing we do is we always believe that Jesus is God. He rose from the dead and that Jesus is the Lord of my life and the Holy Spirit will come and live inside you. So let's pray right now. Just say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe you came lived, and rose from the dead for my sin. Lord, I ask you now, come and live in my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of sin and stupid things, God. Just help me to humble myself, take responsibility of myself through your power to receive your blood for your atonement for my life. I thank you, Father, according to your word and my heart and what I believe, I am born again, I am saved. I am a child of God in Jesus' name. Amen. That's awesome, right? You're a child of God. If you did that, just type yes in the comments, man. Yes. Yes, I did it. Something like that. And someone from our team will get a hold of you. We just want to give you some tools and things to, to help you walk this life out. Like I said, we're a church in many locations and your living room can be one of those locations right now. So we want to meet you there. We're going to help you any way we possibly can. And I now quickly, I want to pray for all of us that, man, we need to take responsibility. Maybe we need to take responsibility in our relationships with friends or who you're dating or in your marriage or how you handle yourself at work or in church or just out in society as a whole. You need to take responsibility of maybe the way you've been pursuing God or a lack of it. Let's pray right now. Let this be the day you take your power back totally and lean totally into the destiny God designed you for. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, we just also repent and come to you. And anything that's keeping us from taking total responsibility, God, reveal it to us and help us to, right now to repent. And we do repent and we give it to you. Father, stir in us your power, your gifts, your anointing. Give us a fresh baptism of your Holy Spirit and power today to walk out this life you assigned to us, that we are your masterpiece and that God, whatever circumstances arise, you create a masterpiece that can deal with it through the power and the name of Jesus Christ. So today, Lord, just give us that unique touch that only you can give. Stir up your gifts. Let God reveal your love to us like we've never experienced it before. Help us to love you with all of our heart. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And help us to love ourselves so we can be the kind of masterpiece you called us to be. And as you do that, we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. If you did that also? Type yes. and. Man, we have an amazing digital team here that would love to reach out, touch you, you know, speak with you, meet with you, visit you, whatever capacity you would like to, to go. But it is critical that you get involved, that you uh, get, be connected because you're part of a body now. Wouldn't a finger look weird if it's just out here floating around by itself? But it's part of a body, and we want you to be part of this body, and we want to serve you and love you and help you get, walk into your transformational process to live a life of freedom. Every day and every way. What? And you're loving, you're serving, you're living, you're giving, and you're receiving. So we'll be continuing this amazing series next week with question number two. You don't want to miss it. Until then, be a masterpiece to someone. Show them your love. Make a difference in their life some way that only you can do it. Blessings. See you soon.